This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, dear brothers and sisters. Welcome back to the first shorts. We are going through the lives of some of those individuals who we only have a few paragraphs about, but they have lifelong lessons for us, bidnillahi ta'ala, to not just honor them, but also to better our own lives, inshallah ta'ala, and be more pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So last time we spoke about Abdullah bin Jahsh radiallahu ta'ala anhu, a famous commander, uh, someone that goes down as the first Amir in Islam, which is a lofty title, someone who was very beloved to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and someone who, though we don't have too much information about, we certainly can see right away how notable he was. And of course, we spoke about uh, his sister Hamna bint Jahsh and Ubaidullah bin Jahsh, who is famous for uh, you know uh, the other incident in, in Abyssinia. And I want to say from now that Zainab bint Jahsh radiallahu ta'ala anha, we will have a long episode about her uh, in season two inshallah ta'ala. So the reason why I'm not speaking about her here is because it is a rich biography bidnillahi ta'ala and we will have a long episode about Zainab bint Jahsh radiallahu ta'ala anha who would of course go on to be the wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's this one individual and I could not uh, really decide whether just to include him in the other episode with Abdullah or to speak about him as an individual. And I, I decided to speak about him as an individual for the reason that he really is distinguished and that he is sort of known as within the seerah, the other blind companion. And when I say that, that in some of the narrations about Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum radiallahu ta'ala anhu, uh, this companion shows up as either being there or the same ayat that were revealed in response to Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum radiallahu ta'ala anhu applying to this particular companion. And he's one of the firsts as well. And his name is Abd ibn Jahsh, also by his kunya, by his name nickname Abu Ahmad. So Abu Ahmad, Abd ibn Jahsh radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the brother of Abdullah bin Jahsh radiallahu ta'ala anhu we spoke about last time. Now, he is a very interesting person, subhanAllah. So let's, let's sort of go through the basics. Number one, like his brother, uh, he's looked at as one of those who converted on the hands of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So as a family now, uh, they are converting to Islam and they are making the hijrah. Ibn Ishaq uh, narrates, he says, كان أول من خرج إلى الحبشة مهاجراً Abdullah ibn Jahsh, Halif Bani Abdi Shams. He said that the first person to go out and migrate to Abyssinia. So when you talk about the first of the first here, the first person to migrate with the migration, the first migration to Abyssinia, was Abdullah bin Jahsh, who was a Halif, of course, had his allegiance to Bani Abdi Shams. And he said that he took with him Ahlihi wa Akhihi. He took with him his family and his brother, and he was Abu Ahmad radiallahu ta'ala anhu. وَكَانَتْ عِنْدَهُ الْفَارِعَةِ بِنْتْ أَبِي Sufyan. And with him was Al-Fari'ah bint Abi Sufyan radiallahu ta'ala anha. So Abu Sufyan's daughter, by the name of Al-Fari'ah, was married to Abu Ahmad radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So Abu Ahmad radiallahu ta'ala anhu and another daughter of Abu Sufyan who you don't hear about much, Al-Fari'ah radiallahu ta'ala anha. So it's interesting because you have Um Habiba radiallahu anha, the daughter of Abu Sufyan, uh, who of course would go on to marry the Prophet sallallahu and we have lots of information about her. But Al-Fari'ah bint Abi Sufyan radiallahu ta'ala anha is the wife of uh, Abu Ahmad ibn Jahsh radiallahu anhu and they were the first batch of people to go out to Abyssinia and to migrate for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah, you think about um, 
really a first of a first, you know, the, the fact that these were the first people that were escaping persecution and undertaking the first hijrah. Now, what this uh, spurs is what gets very interesting here. So how is it that Abu Ahmad, who was a blind man, marries the daughter of Abu Sufyan? This was for two things that we can see. Number one, it was solidifying the allegiance of the Jahsh family to the tribe uh, of Abu Sufyan. That's number one. Number two was the wealth that the Jahsh family had, okay? So let's, let's go through these things, inshallah. So one of them is the tribal association that sort of solidifies it. The second one is the, the wealth uh, that they had. When we talk about Abu Ahmad, uh, he doesn't appear to have been born blind the way that Abdullah bin Umaktum was. However, uh, very early on lost his vision. And one thing that he was known for that's mentioned about him is that he used to be able to go around Mecca without any support, a'laha wa asfaliha, to go to its, to its hilltops, to go to its mountaintops, to walk through its valleys with absolutely no help, bighayri qa'id. And as he would go around Mecca, uh, he actually had this, this poem and he says, habbadan Mecca, Mecca ta min wadi, that what a blessed, what a beloved, uh, valley Mecca is biha ahli wa iwadi. It has in it my family, my 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 guests, my visitors. It is it is those people that that come back to me, and I go back to them. So what a beloved place Mecca is, and how beloved to it is me. It, how beloved it is to me, for it has my family, my people are there in Mecca. And he says biha tarsukh autadi, biha amshi bila hadi. He says my roots are there in Mecca. And in Mecca, I walk without any guide. So it, it was very interesting to people to see Abu Ahmad anhu being able to walk around Mecca. And Mecca is not an easy surface, subhanAllah. And do so without any help whatsoever, without any guide uh, whatsoever. So he was known for that. Now, what we find, what he's most famous for is actually his house. Um, Abu Ahmad anhu had a home within the Hay, within the place where all of the Jahsh family had their homes. And their homes were precious homes. They were looked at as the most valuable homes in Mecca. And we, we see one narration where Abu Jahl uh, and Uqbah bin Abi Rabi'ah went there and they took the homes uh, of the Jahsh family once they heard that they went to Abyssinian. Abu Jahl went into uh, a home that belonged to them and he started to take the belongings within that home and he started to sell it. Remember the whole thing about the caravans, and what took place with Abdullah bin Jahsh and that particular raid, you know, the first people to have their belongings stolen and then sold off were this family. And so when the Prophet saw that it bothered uh, Abdullah bin Jahsh what happened to him, he said to him, Are you not pleased that Allah will give you a home in paradise for the home that was taken from you? So the Prophet was comforting the, uh, the family because they were the ones who were having their homes stolen first. And so they were guaranteed a home in paradise for the home that was taken away from them. But what really bothered Abu Ahmad in particular was that the man who stole his house was his own father-in-law, Abu Sufyan. So Abu Sufyan uh, took his house and he sold his house and everything that was in it and he kept the money. And this used to bother Abu Ahmad anhu for his entire life. And, you know, so, so you then have sort of this long period that passes by where Abu Ahmad radiallahu ta'ala anhu moves to Medina. And subhanAllah, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would plan it 
he would be the one that would outlive all of his siblings. So it was sort of understood that he was the one that was most in need amongst his, his siblings, but he would be the one to outlive all of his siblings. He was not able to go out in battle and fight uh, due to his condition. And so the famous narration of Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum anhu, and the Quran excusing the disabled, but at the same time, uh, those with disability are given the same reward. It is mentioned in some of the tafasir that this was in regards to both Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum as well as Abu Ahmed radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So he doesn't fight in the battles, he's excused. He lives in Medina, he outlives Abdullah bin Jahsh, he obviously outlives Ubaidullah bin Jahsh who died in Abyssinia. And when Zainab bint Jahsh radiallahu ta'ala anha marries the Prophet sallallahu he gets to serve as the wali of Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha in marrying her to the Prophet sallallahu So this is a beautiful honor to have as well that he uh, gets to occupy uh, in doing so. And you can see by the way, and there's a reason why I'm trying to group these companions together. There's a close relationship here between the family of Abu Sufyan and the Jahsh family, right? So we talked about Umm Habiba and Al-Fari'ah and here, uh, you know, we have a, a very similar situation here with, where he is actually acting as the wali of his sister and marrying her to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he had that honor as well. And he lived throughout the entire period of Medina. He comes back in Fath Mecca, in the conquest of Mecca. And uh, one of the things that, one of the incidents that's narrated, it's a very painful incident, that look, I mean, he was still very upset about his home being taken. So we know that Abu Sufyan at that point had repented. He was from Tulaqa, he was from those that were granted amnesty. And, you know, bygones are supposed to be bygones, but he was still very hurt over his home. So he went in front of the Kaaba and he started to shout, Unshidu billah, ya Bani Abdi Manaf. He started to call out to Bani Abdi Manaf. And he says, Hilfi wa unshidu billah, ya Bani Abdi Manaf. Daddy, said, I'm, I'm, I'm complaining about Bani Abdi Manaf. I'm calling out, calling you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reminding you of our allegiance, reminding you of my home, O Bani Abdi Manaf. And he particularly, uh, you know, authored these, these long lines about Abu Sufyan, about the regret that he would feel for the property that he stole from him. And the Prophet sent Uthman ta'ala anhu uh, to Abu Ahmad and he said something to him. So Abu Ahmad uh, ta'ala anhu got down off of his camel and he sat with the people and they never heard about that home until he met Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, once again. So obviously there was some comfort that was given to him that look, you know, this is something that has been done and this is something that was done in the past. Your compensation is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Ahmad radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he lived a long life and subhanAllah we, we see that he would actually outlive his sister Zainab as well radiallahu ta'ala anha. And in the khilaf of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu, uh, we, we actually see the emotions of Abu Ahmad radiallahu anhu going to his sister's body and he, uh, he insisted on being one of those that would carry her body uh, to the grave. And Umar anhu wanted to relieve him from having to do so, from having to carry her body to the grave. And SubhanAllah, as the people uh, crowded to try to take you know, the, the, the kafan or take the, uh, the, uh, the, the body of Zainab anha, the, the janazah of Zainab anha, he insisted to be uh, the person that was holding on to it. And he said, this is the woman by whom we obtained every ni'mah. 
all the barakah, the blessing that we obtained through her by her marriage to the Prophet وسلم, and that comforts us from the pain that we are feeling. So Umar عنه, allowed him to be one of those that was carrying the janazah of his sister, our mother, uh, Zainab bin Jahsh عنها, and that was where Umar عنه, uh, then descended into the grave and they took uh, the body of Zainab bin Jahsh عنها, and he led her janazah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them all. Abu Ahmad عنه, uh, would die sometime after that. We don't know the circumstances of his death, but certainly subhanAllah, uh, to have another companion like Abdullah ibn Umm anhu, in the sense that you can see the honor that he occupied, the uh, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assured him through his difficult circumstances. And we see here as well, the way that he got to be amongst that first group of people that made hijrah for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him and reward him and his family. Inshallah ta'ala, uh, the next time we're gonna be speaking about Zainab bint Khuzayma radiallahu ta'ala anha, not Zainab bin Jahsh radiallahu anha, because as I said, Zainab bint Jahsh, we will have a long um, discussion on her, but with Zainab bint Khuzayma radiallahu ta'ala anha, we don't have as much information and we'll see next time how she is related to this blessed family and how our mother Zainab bint Khuzayma is also an example for us. I'll see you all then inshallah. Jazakumullah khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.